0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're going through the third chapter of Yivamot, and we'll see that we're defining the limitations of Yibum, of Leveret marriage, but we're also defining what marriage is in principle. So we're defining the boundaries of marriage. And the Mishnah is going to take us through successive levels of brain teas. Beginning with a case we've seen before about three brothers married to two sisters. So that we got three brothers. Two of them are married to two sisters. And the third is actually just married to somebody else, somebody completely unrelated. Mate So one of the sisters' husbands dies. So one of the sisters' husbands dies, and the brother who is married to the unrelated woman marries his wife. Let's just have a look at this on the picture. There's a picture on the source sheet. But let's let's just have a look at let's just have a look at this. So we've got Alice and Betsy and Charlotte who are the three sisters and this is example in this example alice and betsy are sisters so alice and betsy are sisters and they're married to alex and bob and charlie the three brothers alex bob and charlie are the three brothers and bob actually dies first so bob dies first his wife is is betsy and Bob's brother Charlie can do your boom. He can take on Betsy. Alex, his younger brother, can't take on Betsy because Alex is already married. Alex is already married to Betsy's sister. And we know there's a principle that you can be married to two sisters when kind of when they're not alive. In other words, you can marry one sister. And if she's unfortunate enough to pass away or you're unfortunate enough, for, 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 anyway, if the couple are, 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 if she passes away, then you can marry her sister after she dies. But you cannot marry two sisters who are both alive at the same time. And we've said before, we're not quite sure how Yakov gets away with it and perhaps because he's living before the Torah's given. Anyway, Betsy cannot do Yibum with Alex but she can do Yibum with Charlie. And the point that the Mishnah wants to make is that not only can Betsy not do Yibum with Alex at that point, but once once she's in a situation where she cannot do Yibum with Alex at one point, she can never do Yibum with Alex. In other words, once she's exempt from Yibum with Alex, she's exempt forever. And at the, the beginning of the Mishnah actually used the word, um, I think, Ad Sofa Ulam, to the end of the world, that these relationships when they're forbidden are permanently forbidden. So she can never do Yibum with Alex. However, she does do Yibum with Charlie, Charlie, the third brother. And what happens, unfortunately, Charlie dies. Charlie dies. So Betsy needs Yibum. And in the meantime, Alice has died. So potentially, Alex might be able to do Yibum with Betsy now that his wife Alice is no longer alive. Let's go back to the Mishnah Let's go back to the Mishnah. So the Mishnah explains... The wife of the second brother died. Afterwards, the brother who was married to the stranger died too. In other words, the third, the second brother died. And the Mishnah says, She's forbidden to him forever. She's forbidden to him forever since she was forbidden to him for one moment she was forbidden this is betsy was forbidden to alex for one moment when her husband died and alice was still alive and because she was forbidden to him for one moment she's permanently forbidden to him and even after charlie dies and even after alice dies when theoretically alex could have even without Yibum, Alex could have married Betsy. He can't do that, and in fact, she can't. He can't marry Charlotte either, because Charlotte, as a rival, Charlotte as a rival of Betsy, cannot be married to Alex either. So neither of them, neither of well, according to the the the, the Gemara, neither of them, in fact, can perform Yibum, and neither of them perform. They don't need to perform Khalitsa because the Yibum doesn't apply to them at all. Although the Rambam disagrees in his commentary, and perhaps that's another story entirely. But that's the first case we're talking about. A woman is forbidden as a Yivama for one instant, and that means she's forbidden forever to the man in question. However, what if she's divorced? That is the second case that the Mishnah is now going to answer, and it's going to repeat exactly the same what seems to be exactly the same case. we got three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, and the third was married to an unrelated woman. So it seems as though we are just starting exactly the same story again. Now it changes slightly. gay echad min ba'ale one of the sister's husbands divorced his wife. So the relationship does end, but it doesn't end through death. It ends through divorce. Umayt nochrit, the brother who was married to the stranger died. Uchanasah And he who divorced his wife married her. Vameit, and he who divorced his wife married her and died. They said, if any of them died or were divorced, their rivals are permitted. Let's have a look at this in the picture, because the picture is easier. Picture much easier on the source sheet than just the text of the Mishnahs. So we've gained, we got Alice and Betsy and Charlotte married to Alex and Bob and Charlie. And there's a divorce. There's a divorce. Betsy and Bob split up. And then Charlie dies. Well, Charlie dies and Charlotte is therefore free. Now, Charlotte can't do. Charlotte could, in theory, do yibum with Alex, but Charlotte does yibum with Bob. And Bob then dies. So we have two dead brothers again. And the Mishnah is teaching us that actually Alex could, in this case, Perform Yibum with Charlotte because Charlotte was never Alice's rival. Charlotte was never Alice's rival because of the Charlotte was never Alice's rival. And. The divorce actually breaks that bound. So Alex can do Yibum with Charlotte. in, In a way that wasn't possible in the first example of the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah goes on to explain, and in all of these, if the betrothal or divorce was in doubt, these rivals perform chalitza, but not yibum. If the, if, if we're not sure whether the, the, the divorce really happened or whether the betrothal really happened, we do yibum, but we don't do chalitza. the Kate Kirushin. So what is a doubtful betrothal? Zaratla kirushin. So he th- what is a doubtful betrothal? He threw her the betrothal money. So he didn't hand it to her. Normally he, ha- he gives it and she takes it. And the halacha on betrothal is that she has to agree. She has to agree to take the money. So the normal halacha is that he hands it and she takes it. What if he, he threw it over in her direction? And there's her hare at Safek karovloh, Safek karovla. If it's uncertain whether it fell nearer to him or to her, Zehu sfeik kirushin. That's a doubtful betrothal. We're not really sure whether she's accepted the money or not. Sveik gerushin. what's a doubtful divorce? Edim. So maybe what's a doubtful divorce? Maybe somebody wrote a, a divorce document, a get, in his own handwriting, and he had no witnesses, no signatures of witnesses. Or, Yesha Alav Edim, Maybe he had signatures of witnesses, but it wasn't dated. A divorce document needs to be dated. Maybe ein bo eila Maybe it had a date, but it only had one witness. Zehu Gerushin. This is a doubtful divorce. And in all of these cases, the um we carry out um we carry out Khalitsa. We we carry out, we can't carry out Yibumba, we carry out Khalitsa.